Hi, it's Cheryl Sitz. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Possibilities, where we are raising consciousness since 2013. You can enjoy our entire archive of interviews and timeless wisdom at journeyofpossibilities.com. Show creator, producer Mario Rosales, and I so much appreciate the time you spend with us in these shows and telling your friends about us so it continues to grow. Thank you also for your financial support. That really helps us cover the costs of bringing this to you each time. And anytime you want to do that, visit journeyofpossibilities.com slash support. Joining us in just a moment is psychic medium and healer, Samantha Golickner. Speaking of psychic channels, Diane Robbins has channeled several books for us over the years. They began with messages from Telos beneath Mount Shasta. Then she brought us messages from Mykos in the library of Porthalagos, deep within the hollow earth. I was divinely guided to those messages and had Diane on the show. I'll post a link to that in the podcast description. And we wanted more people to hear what Mikos had to say. Mikos is the one that contacted me and reading through that book, as I have recently done for you cover to cover, absolutely free. You can listen to the whole book at youtube.com slash Cheryl sits. As I reread that book aloud for you. I couldn't believe how timely it is. And the message is beautiful about oneness, about evolving, about becoming the best versions of ourselves. So check that out. Mario, you're always updating the astral fractal formula in the coolest ways. Can you tell us about what we can gain from that and how we can use it? The astral fractal is your birth date and name in a fractal format based on a formula that I created. And that creates the fractal, what I consider to be the soul footprint of your of, of your soul, based on all that information. You can use it for meditation and kind of look at it and just ponder some of your things you're going through. Or sometimes if you just need to go deeper, look at some sections of the fractal, the astral fractal that I create for you. And just what is that point in life? Because it, the astral fractal is a representation of your entire life. And when you look at them, if you go to astrofractal.com and look at them, you can see there's like little ups and downs on the edges and that kind of stuff. And I can even do readings for you there, but you definitely can read it yourself. It's just a matter of just looking at it, concentrating, meditating, or even, you know, just print it out and make it into a big format. Or you can also buy the frame one that I have there and use it somewhere where you can just be in silence even put a black light on it. Who knows? It might look really cool under a black light. And there's so many possibilities about it. And it's you. So it's like looking in the mirror. And seeing the beauty of even the most complex and sometimes difficult parts of our lives. It's all there. That's the beauty of it. It has so much depth in it that I can almost see every part of our being, you could say. I can see, I might not know the specifics, but I can see in the fractals where there is something going on in this time or something going on around this time. Uh, and it's really fun for me to see these frag- astral fractals because everybody is different. There's not one that's alike. And then out of that, you also get a little certificate with your own unique number that you get out of it. And that number, nobody has that. Astrofractals.com. Now for today's show. Samantha Golickner is a medium, psychic, healer, and author We met at the Regional Wellness Expo last fall in Conroe, Texas, and I had a session with her. That led me to invite her to join me on the show, and she does today. Welcome, Samantha. Hi. 
Hi, thank you so much for taking time from your road travels to stop and join us today. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm doing wonderful. Good. I'm so glad. I really enjoyed our connection and you seem wide open in a place of what I'll call empowered surrender. You allow it to flow through you and you follow your guidance and it's a beautiful thing to watch. Have you always had that gift or do you have an interesting story of how you came into the gifts and the space that you live in now? Well, I kind of always was connected with my abilities when I was younger. I would, when I was about three or four, I'd see my grandpa come visit me who I never got to meet here and I could take him out of photos and of course kind of freaked my parents out a little bit, but that was always fun. <laughs> and then I had, you know, my grandma come in and she started telling me that it was scary and that it wasn't good. And I never really had anyone in my life that had their abilities open or connected to them like that. So I kind of just blew it off as nothing. Thought it was kind of normal after a while. It just things happened and like, oh, it's every day. And my dad passed away when I was nine and I kind of went out looking for him. And I went from religion to religion and I couldn't find any answers. I wasn't happy with any of the information I was getting on where he was, how he was doing or any of that. So I wanted to find my own answers. And I went to an energy healer because I was like 18. I was really bad addict. I had so much pain, so much anger. I was taking out on myself in very harmful ways and I just needed something. I needed help. And the first day I met her, she was like, you have guides here who are like, fighting at the knit to talk to you right now. They just need to talk to you. They need to get through to you. They need you to do stuff for them. And it just gave me a different light into the spiritual world, kind of. Mm -hmm. It didn't seem as dark then. It didn't seem scary. It's like, oh, these people are here to help me. Well, I better listen to what they're saying. And it just kind of grew from that day. So you could hear them after she told you that? Or could you hear them before, but you were just afraid to listen because it wasn't something that was encouraged in you? Yeah, I could hear them before. Sometimes I would listen... Like, um, one time it was really weird. We had a, an old Jeep and the wiring on the inside, the door had melted, you know, because it was so hot in Texas. And we couldn't figure out how to roll up the window. We took it into the shop and they were telling us that they were going to charge us like $4,000 to take it apart. It wasn't a guarantee. All of a sudden I heard in my head from my guide, hey, just rub the wires a little bit. They'll come unstuck. And it fixed it right away. So on certain things like that, I would listen. But as far as when it came to like my health, like when they were telling me, you know, you can, be sober. You can be happy without that. You can, you know, have a life without anxiety, without depression. Those is where I kind of got a little really like, do you really have the answers to that? I wasn't sure I could trust, make sure that I wasn't being deceived in any way. And So what helped you with that? Because I've actually, I was just talking about this. I'm incredibly psychic and it took me a long time to figure out that those messages weren't just crazy thoughts in my head. I was actually getting messages. I still don't always know who they're from, but I intend that it be beings of light with, that are beneficial for my highest good. And I've come to really trust the messages that come through. What helped you trust the messages and the guidance and rely on it more? At first, it was kind of hard to decipher all the things that I was hearing because some of it was like, okay, this sounds positive, but when you really look at the details, it wasn't for my best benefit. So I had to learn and working with them, they taught me, like, if it's something positive for you, if it makes you feel good, if it's something like, for instance, it sounds stupid, but the other day I was walking and I saw a piece of trash on the ground and I walked by it and my guide said, you should pick that up. And I said, yeah. And... <laughs> I was kind of ignoring it, so I kept walking. And he's like, really, you should go pick that up. And 
you know, like sometimes our mind, like our ego will come up and be like, but I didn't drop it, but it's not mine. Is that really them telling me that? Or should I, you know, is that, I don't know. It's just like when they bring in something to me, it feels light. Like that sounds stupid, but the energy that I feel is almost like someone wrapped a nice sheet around me out of the dryer and I feel warm. I feel good. It feels right to me. When my mind is coming up and telling me things, it, it kind of makes me feel like I'm in an abusive relationship talking with a narcissist. Like they make it seem like it's good for me, but there's always a trick at the end kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or, so or talking just, down or what it, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. I like that. That's good. He tells me like, if it's love, it's for me. If it's fear, it's not. Yes. If it's love, it's for me. If it's fear, it's not. That's a good one. I'm going to hang on to that one. <laughs> <laughs> so you brought up addiction, anxiety. I, I think that the things that you're speaking about for people that haven't embraced a lighter way of life, those are really heightening for them right now with the 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 social climate and the the global economic climate and everything that's happening, like everything's getting elevated. And so there is, I'm hearing a lot of people talking about anxiety now that that's getting worse and depression's kicking in for people and a lot of those things. Your guides, you said, helped you manage that. Do you remember what that looked like for you or do you have anything to share with someone that's going through that now? The depression and anxiety was probably one of the hardest things. And there's still something that I still have to catch. And, you know, of course, I'll never be perfect here. So they're always working on those little things. But it became more manageable when, and this sounds stupid again, but it, it became more manageable when my relationship with my guys got better. Once I started trusting them and they started telling me, you know, everything is contracted. You're sitting here and you're worried about a future. He said, I'm going to ask you. I want you to prepare for tomorrow, but there's a million outcomes that can happen. How can you do it? How can you prepare? He said, I can't. He's like, exactly. He's like, then why are you sending yourself through spirals of anxiety, causing yourself nothing but harm? You're wasting this moment right now for something that you could not prepare for, even if you tried a million different things. He's like, you have no idea. He's like, you're just wasting energy. You're wasting good energy that you could be using in such a positive way. And he kind of started switching my anxiety from like something's wrong with me or I'm scared or I'm, you know, weak or to overcoming it to kind of help those around me without even them maybe realizing I'm helping them just by staying in that good room. By whenever they start having anxiety by reminding them of the truth and telling them, you know, it's going to work out the way it's meant to. Whatever's going to happen, you're going to be okay. Yes. Yes, that's really good guidance. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I think that will bless some people that hear it right now. Because it's true. If I am worried about tomorrow, who knows what the heck's going to happen then? And what it's costing me is my peace and my joy right now. And for me, it's been a guidance back to, oh, wow, look, I'm fine right now. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine right now sitting here working myself up into a frenzy over something that may not ever even happen. It really yeah. is beautiful to bring us back to this moment where everything's okay. Well, I, I guess there's people that would argue that. What, do you have people come to you and say, you know, if there's all this divine beauty, why does the world look like this? How can you even believe in that? Do you have anybody that challenges that to you, to your face? At times, but I mean, it, you know, my guides remind me that it's stuck. Like, I was there. I mean, it, you know, there was times that I would sit there and I'd cry on my knees and ask God why he hated me so much because of the life I lived, you know, like things that happened to me. I mean, I felt like I'd stand up and I'd get punched right back down. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand for a long time why those things happened to me. 
And, you know, looking at it now, I'm really glad they happened because every single little detail led me to this beautiful spot right now where I can look at everything so much differently. And to know that one day to some degree that everyone is going to ascend to some degree to be able to have that same realization through the things they went through, they're going to find that so much of their peace in the moment in the future came from the things they went through in their training. It's like um, simulations, I guess. I don't know. It's yeah. like he explains it like you're perfectly safe. He's like, like, it's a fire, but it's a controlled fire. He's like, and it has to happen because the pain is what causes us to awaken. If we don't experience it. We can't have empathy. We can't feel anything for others. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, 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 about the pain being the cause of awakening and what gives us empathy. That's such a good point. Thank you for making that. I just want to share with listeners that may not have checked out the photo that's attached with this, or really you can't even tell that much from the photo uh, that goes with this podcast. You are not what people picture for a healer and a psychic and a light worker. You're, you're, you're young and hip and you're wearing blue jeans and a t-shirt and you've got tats and you know, you're inked. And I, I mean, I just love it. You're, you're a completely different look for this work. And I think that probably helps you connect with a completely different segment of the population than the ones of us that may float around in our cute little flowy white tops and all blissed out. And, and people that are suffering may go, wow, I can't even relate to that. Do you, do you, I bet you connect with some really interesting folks from, from just the way you present yourself. Is that the case? Oh, definitely. I feel like people approach me a lot more. Yeah. But that makes me happy because I'd rather people come up to me and feel like, hey, I can tell you that this morning was the worst day of my life instead of trying to hide their feelings from me, maybe because they feel intimidated or maybe they're just not sure if I would understand on an emotional level. So I feel like kind of trying to be more relaxed. And it helps with kids. I noticed that a lot more kids will come talk to me and sit with me and stuff. So that's probably because I'm short also. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh. <laughs> I just feel like you keep it real. It's like, oh, good. What a breath of fresh air. She looks so approachable and, and authentic. <laughs> and yeah, some, I've actually, I remember being at points in my life where I would see someone that looked too far different from where I was feeling like I was at. When I feel like I'm down and out, I don't think that that person's going to relate to me that, that looks that blissed out and life's perfect and everything's wonderful. And you know, that's that, that I don't think yeah. they're going to understand me. <laughs> well, yeah, before we true. did the show today, we were talking about um, different spiritual backgrounds. And I know that you travel around doing the work that you do and different parts of the country and world have different, you know, primary predominant spiritual practices. A lot of our country is still predominantly Christian. I think you mentioned that you had some Christianity in your childhood and may still be on that path. How does the work that you do work with the, the spiritual backgrounds of the people that come to see you? It, it can be kind of um, challenging at some times, but more so on my end. And it's challenging because I want, like, a lot of my pain came from religion. A lot of it came from the opinions of others of how they view the creator, of how they view him from an egotistical standpoint of a leader versus a soul standpoint of a leader. And it clashes sometimes because when you tell somebody, you know, God loves you, and they look at their life and they're like, okay. <laughs> I obviously must have done something wrong or I don't understand what love means because mm -hmm. 
something's wrong here and trying to convince them or make them see it for themselves how much they are actually loved is challenging that is probably the most challenging thing that comes with other people coming up with different backgrounds different places even for me for my mom for pretty much everyone in my family that's a hard one to just kind of accept that you really are that special to the creator that you really have a personal relationship with the creator that you know he loves you so much he sent you know guides with you he sent help with you you know they explain it like we're like an open book test and we have all the answers so there's like there's no reason to worry about anything and when you explain that to them they're like no this isn't true you know i'm being punished and that's hard that that's one of the things that's really really hard to deal with with other people coming up with the punishment mm-hmm. there's a lot of fear and that triggers a lot of shame and guilt and, yeah. and, and that's just a lot. And it's probably not just this generation, right? I think we've got some of that in our, I'm studying epigenetics. Some of that's actually in our, us genetically. Some of it's been taught to us by our family members and past generations until it's scary to even stand at a place of admitting, what if we don't have the answers? What if it's not what I've been taught? To go to a place of pure exploration. But I feel like that's where my life began. I finally started to break through all the stories and all the rules and all the stuff and have a direct relationship and get some answers for myself. It's a beautiful Mm -hmm. place to stand in, but it's kind of scary at the same time, especially to tell people that love you, well, and and they're like, you're going to burn in hell or, you know, whatever the stories are. You, um, I have a feeling that some of your hands-on work, some of the energy work that you do also helps people with that, just to, 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 peel some of that off to shed some of that away how do you bring it all together when when do you do a psychic when are you psychic when are you doing the healing work how does it all come together for you I like to do um all three in one so I'll do like at the events I try to do 20 minute sessions and then I start with healing and I bring in the guides and any messages that consider kind of doing them so I kind of try to do it all at once because I feel like I mean I feel like if I walked up to somebody and told them well I can help you in this way. But then, you know, when you get into their energy, you start getting on messages, you start getting, hey, this is wrong. And I don't want to look at someone and be like, well, I didn't tell you because you didn't come to me for a medium. Yeah. So I don't want to do that because that makes me feel bad. I'm like, well, if they're giving it to me now, let's just do it all at once. So I try to just explain it like it's a huge energy thing. Get three for one. There you go. <laughs> Whatever comes up, comes up. And it normally works better that way because then they're more relaxed. So I'm able to get messages without their fear. Like, you know how some people sit down and they're like, I'm really worried about money or I'm really worried about this. And they have that honed into that one thing they're concerned with. And then this way it kind of allows their guides to give me a bigger picture of everything that I can kind of give them advice on rather than just that one area. Yes. Yes, that makes sense. That's what I experienced with you as well. And I liked it. I liked that. I just kind of enter your space and go, okay, do whatever it is you do. And that's kind of how I wander around those, the fairs now. When I do go to a fair, uh, it is like, okay, if I'm drawn to someone, then I just kind of want, want the magic to show up as we connect. And I have no idea what that's going to look like. And I have some of the best experiences that way, just trusting my guidance. And, and that shows up usually through gut feelings for me, like, oh, go over here. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and you did a good job with me. Like I've, I, I have a lot of of abundance and and scarcity stuff in my storyline, in my soul journey, and you picked up on that right away. And it's interesting to me how people use symbols, though. I wanted to speak about that because you use ducks, and for you, ducks mean money. 
And ducks don't mean that for me. So when you said ducks, I'm like, well, that doesn't, that doesn't resonate with, cause I'm, I have more of a shamanic, uh, path and and ducks never meant that for me. So I think it's interesting how you use the symbols and don't our guides speak to us in symbols that have meaning for us? Yeah. Yeah. So how did ducks come to mean abundance for you? Where did that symbolism come from? (laughs) (laughs) Well, this sounds funny, but you know, like the saying, the lucky duck. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky ducky. So it just assumes like in like a lot of times in casinos and in things like that where it comes to luck with winning or money or they influence the duck. So (laughs) I know it's just because it runs with luck, but it reminds me of money. So whenever they send me a duck, whether it's in the clouds or whether like I was in a vision with you and I had seen a duck swimming by, I'm like, okay, money. (laughs) It just resonated with me like that. Lucky. (laughs) Luck also. That's so fun. So I think that's really interesting. I can see you like, I I think it's wonderful the work that you do, but I can also see you helping us come to build our own personal relationships with our guides because you are so down to earth and the way that you come about it has been evolving over your life. And I don't know what I thought it would look like, but some of the things that I've learned, like the symbols that that pay attention to symbols, because those are communication Mm -hmm. messages. And Things like that, I think you could really help us learn how to develop a a personal relationship with our guides and come to understand how that communication flow can happen. That would be really beneficial. So thank you for sharing what you're sharing today with us. Of course. And I do um, like to help people connect with their own guides. That's what my books are about. I write um, self-help to help you connect and help you through your ascension um, step by step. That's wonderful. I think that's really what we need the most of now because, I mean, for, for us to all line up and wait for an appointment with you and then the next time we get gunked up or unclear to wait and have another, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's so great no, no, if I we agree. can become empowered, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's the whole purpose of it. Like, even with the healing sessions, the first thing I do is open the crown and say that. First thing I do. Because I don't want you coming back to me. <laughs> like, I'm not meaning I mean, but it's like, if God sent you here with your guides, then that's who you need to listen to. You don't need to listen to me. You don't need to listen to another man on this earth. That's who you're supposed to listen to. That's who you trust. Yes, I agree. Although I will add to that, I think it's really beneficial as we're learning and getting stronger in our own trusting our guides, trusting the messages that we're getting. It's great when we're guided to someone. And my quest is always, if they're crystal clear and they have something for me, let me know it. And if mm-hmm. I have something for them and it's crystal clear, let me know it. So so my path is guided for the highest good. And so it's great to be able to connect with you and get confirmation on everything that I was feeling from someone else that's traveling around doing this work. I think that confirmation is so valuable. So what do you think is next for you? Do you even plan like that? Or do you totally just go in the flow moment to moment? Don't even worry about it. Moment to moment. Yeah. Well, I like it was explained to me kind of like this. And I used to plan a lot. I used to try to plan, you know, even with the traveling, oh, I want to go see, I want to be in this area for this long. I want to be in this area for this long. And then they kind of were telling me like, you know, but what happens if in three days it's your time to go home? All those plans you made, you won't experience them. I was like, that's true. So now I just kind of moment for moment, wherever I'm meant to be. I mean, because I wasn't supposed to be in this area as long as I was, but I was being told, well, as long as I was planning, my mind was planning to be here. So I can't, I can't plan. Wherever they want me to go, I guess it's kind of just came to the point that my plans were getting destroyed because I was planning wrong. I wasn't planning as well for myself as I guess I should have. So 
of course, now I just kind of realize that every day I'm growing. So making an idea for a week from now, I might not be the same person. I might not be in the same mindset. I might have already solved wherever I was going to that reason for. Yes. And that's really interesting when like your thing is to plan events. Like how would you, how, I guess how we balance that gets interesting for me because of course the mind wants to plan all the time and the heart wants Mm -hmm. to be open and just flow all the time. And it seems like there's some combination required, but at the same time, I find myself canceling and changing plans because the flow shifts. So (laughs) we can get really busy planning, but when we're involving other people, there is some degree of planning needed to like, if we're going to have an expo again, this fall, it needs to be planned and we need to have some agreement to show up. So I guess it's learning to balance those two and how that works for you. I guess as a vendor, you can just plan where you're going to show up unless something changes your intention there. Well, I just kind of look at it as like, if I'm meant to be there, I'll be there. If I'm meant to know about it, I'll hear about it. Can't miss this one for you. That just seems so easy. (laughs) Well, it's like, when I was like, I look at it like when I was younger, I worried all the time. And it's like all those worries I had, man, nothing even turned out. I didn't do all those things I thought I was going to do. I worried about so much. And it was just so stressful all the time. Yeah, now I realize that, you know, my guys wouldn't let me not be where I'm meant to be. If I'm meant to be there to help someone, I'll be there. And I'm just happy with wherever they take me. So I want to circle back and talk about spirituality and how that blends with your energy work that you do, because I'm sure there are, at least I've met plenty of Christians that said that's even sacrilegious to say that you heal people or whatever. And then there's people that say you heal yourself. And what is the energy that you're bringing through? What does all that mean to you? What do you believe that is flowing through you? How do you believe that that healing work is happening? What does that look like? I believe that it's our love and our intention within ourselves. Like we have so much. It's not really a healing. Like it's like energy. So if my intention is to send negative energy out, of course, that's what I'm going to do. And if you're in my energy field for up to six feet, you're going to feel it, whether you intend to feel it or not. So if I'm giving you the best, the most unconditional love, the most highest of good, the most encouragement, the most supportive energy that I can pull out of myself at that time and surround you in it, that energy will lift you. It'll make you feel better. It'll raise your vibration. Therefore, it is like a healing energy, but it's not healing. It's just raising you up, raising you up out of that. So it's like, that's why I guess I call it more energy work, really, than energy healing, because it's kind of like, my job is to kind of create a circle around you of good to help whatever is pulling you down, kind of get you out of it so you can see it from a different perspective. So you kind of, it's not as heavy on you. It allows you to kind of pull yourself up. It's like holding onto a harness and allowing you to crawl up. So you're not worrying so much about, hey, I have all these thoughts going on or, you know, I can't see anything right now. Clearly, I'm so worried about this. It just kind of puts you in a state of peace. It gives you a different kind of grounding. It's like a fresh start, like waking up in the morning. That was an excellent description. I love that. You're very centered and you're very heart-centered and you come from a a pure place. How do you stay in that place? How do you not get caught up in the events and the funk that can be this world? A lot of my my base is my, my spiritual family. And, you know, when I'm saying that, I mean, my guys, my, my dad, my, my fur babies, everyone who's, who comes visits me a lot. I, I really kind of pull on their help with this because 
there are times where I look around here and I'm like, you know, everyone's so down or everyone's just having a bad day. And then I'll take time and I'll say, you know what, but my guides, you know, they're in a different place. They're happy. I'm going to go talk to them. They see things so differently. And then I'll sit down for a while. And after spending some time in their high energy, it brings me back up. And then I can go back out and be like, okay, everybody, here's, you know, look at it like this. And let's be happier. Let's, you know, relax. Everything's going to be okay. Or <laughs> here's some ideas. It's just when I need the support, they're like, they help me to keep that up. They help me to keep that encouragement up, that support, the love, the self-care. They're always reminding me, you know, you have to do this for yourself. You have to make sure you're eating breakfast. You have to make sure you're keeping yourself. You're drinking your water. You're taking care of yourself. And they really support me in keeping my vibe up in all ways. And that's something I think all of us are finding new ways to do because it's becoming more important day by day. It isn't just finding the path to a higher vibration. It's taking care of my vibration, taking care of my frequency. And, my, and, and it's not selfish. It's self-love. It's self-care. It's, it's really critical that we create the vibration that's going to create the world that we want so that this shift can move through. And that's why this show comes to you all the time. And that's why I bring guests like you because it's, it's about maintaining our vibration. So what are your top three things that you do to keep your vibe up? Obviously, your guides are a biggie, that, that daily connection. Yeah. Um, meditation, nature, and hydration. Definitely hydration. Our, you know, when we're not, when we're dehydrated, and nothing works right. Especially our mind, our vibration, we're really, really, really down and we don't keep up with our social I try to really, like, stay ahead of everything, but sometimes, you know, make mistakes and fall back and I can really feel it so if I don't take my time out you know to do my meditation a day to sit outside at least an hour a day and to make sure that I'm getting my six day bottle of water a day it definitely hits me I have a rough day today <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely I was just having that conversation with somebody yesterday about the water it's like never has it been more I, I like need my water now it used to be trying yeah. to make myself drink it now it's like just plug me in <laughs> <laughs> yes where's my IV? <laughs> Right? It's a it's the it's the conductor. So if we think about the vibra ourselves as vibrational beings raising our frequency, that water is the conductor and it can't get through if it doesn't have a carrier and it's the water. So yeah, I sit in my bathtub every day. I like all these practices that I have around the water just to keep water around me, in me. It, it's so important now, isn't it? Well, I love talking to you. Tell me, tell us some things you've got coming up. If we want to connect with you in person, where are you that you know that you're going to be, like you said, you're about to, to head to a fair and uh, that kind of thing. If you have any commitments that we can connect with you, we'd love to hear about it. So April 2nd and 3rd, I'll be in Grapevine. May 14th and 15th, I'll be in Wichita Falls, Texas. July 23rd and 24th, I'll be in Grapevine. September 3rd and 4th, I'll be in Conroe. And October 8th and 9th, I'll be in Wachahatchee. Lots of Texas Ones towns. Sure. Good. Texas Texas loves you. We're glad to have you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Texas is like one of the very few states that have really been able to keep up with their expos through everything going on. Isn't it fabulous? I've noticed that a lot of the states have been just wiped out with those. Mm-hmm. It's true. I want to give you an opportunity now for a few moments if you want to connect in with your guides and if you have any messages that that they uh, inspire for you to bring forth for us right now. They're saying like they're showing me images of like how everyone as a whole has a lot of weight on them. And they're showing me that this weight, it looks like chains. 
and it's almost like pain we're placing on ourselves and they're showing me that we need more self-forgiveness in this world. We need to be more easy on ourselves. We need to be more lighthearted. We need to be more joyous. And we need to be able to just allow ourselves to be. Whether that means that that day we're human and we make mistakes, or that day we feel really good with ourselves. We need to be able to continue going and continue being supportive of ourselves in every single aspect. Did they have anything else for you, for us? Mm. Something to help. I wanted to ask about, I was asking them to give me something to help those who are looking for a stronger connection with their guides. If there's anything they could do, that's kind of a nonchalant ritual every day. They're showing me staring into the sunset, staring into the sunrise. It helps activate the third eye. I forgot about that. It helps connect with our connection. Wow. Because I know that we were saying about the helping others. So I was trying to think, what's something they can do right now to start seeing those results? Yes. I really needed to hear that too. And they're saying, they're showing me like 15 minutes in the afternoon, in like the evening, 15 minutes in the morning if you're awake, of course. And I have a mentor that does it faithfully every morning. She's there at sunrise doing her her meditation Mm -hmm. and communicating with her guidance. So that's wonderful. Thank you for bringing that. Thank you. Thank your guides for their messages. We appreciate it. And we appreciate you bringing them through. And I look forward to seeing you this fall. When you come back to the Conroe area, I will again be working the entrance for that particular expo. And um, I, I just feel better knowing that there's wonderful people like you traveling around, following their guidance, just bringing light and levity and joy back to the forefront for all of us. We need it right now. And thank you for that. May it be returned to you tenfold, my dear. Thank you for listening. We would welcome your feedback. Let us know what you thought of the show. You can do that at journeyofpossibilities.com. We always welcome your messages. Thank you. And we'll see you next time on Exploring Possibilities.